On today's Patriot Nation podcast, we are joined by Brian Phillips of the Pat's Pulpit. And uh, and you know, you know, if you've listened to our show and his show, you know, we're going to have a little interesting conversation here about, about Jared Stidham versus Cam Newton. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to talk, obviously, we're going to talk more about the Patriots as well, as well and their chances this year and what their future looks like as well, of course. And we'll probably talk about the Chargers too. But, you know, that's the way it goes. But mostly... Cam versus Stiddy. Oh boy, buckle up. It's a hell of a show. So cue the music. Stack receivers, two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands he has. Pass. Wilson, quick throw. And it's doing well brian is on enemy on this side of of the battleground again for round two he was getting ticking me off all day on twitter uh but no it's it's all in good fun we, we have a good time when we talk about it and brian gets reasonable he, he he's like the rest of us we like to ruffle some feathers here and there but he when it, when it comes down to it you come down to earth you, you're a reasonable guy hey this is, this is what it's all about guys we're we're, yeah. we're trying to change the discourse right by appearing like hard asses on Twitter, and uh, and then once we get into the chat and we get into the you know into the uh, the Uber conference here, things mellow out a little bit. But right. um, but no, it, I mean, yeah, ninety percent of the stuff I post on Twitter is it it, it with, with some kind is is it's almost like performance art in in a general sense of you know it's satire, you guys. Well, and that's some, and some of it. Well, some of it. Gotta see what the kid has. Gotta see what the kid has. Right. And the thing is, too, is that the other part of it, too, is that like you want to generate a conversation, right? You can't just sit there and be and jump on the fence and say, well, you know, yeah, they could go with Stadium or they could go. Oh, we don't know what's going like. You have to pick a side. You know what I mean? If you if you're on Team Cam, be on Team Cam and you are like hard on Team Cam. I'd like to I like to think that I'm probably the conductor of the train. You right? are the you Cam, are you are conductor. talking to the conductor of If Cam's not the conductor, I am at least the 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 no, assistant to the, the guy shoveling the colon. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. <laughs> That's probably a more apt description of what's going on with my Twitter account. No, absolutely. But like we'll get into like, it, we need like, a voice, guys. We need a voice out there telling telling the truth to the people. That's what we need. And, I got it. Okay. I guess elaborate too, like to get into it a little bit. I guess from the eye test, he's been okay. But you, you, he's elite. He's top, top five, top ten for you. No, like no, no, can't, no can't, stop it. What do you? You sound like you sound like you're running my Twitter account right now and posting <laughs> like bad faith videos of Jared Stidham's interceptions. Um, but no, so like the this, the general sense is like I know the eye test. Depends on whose eyes it is, obviously. But like when you're just watching the games, and you're and you're if you're a fan who's just watching the games on Sundays, 
and you like you like chopping it up a little bit on Twitter afterwards, and you, and you listen to this podcast, and you listen, and you go to the, you know go to Pat's poll, but you're a Pat's fan. You you like getting involved, but you don't go as far as you know really diving in. You don't have a game pass. You're not you're not a sicko. That's fine. I'm a sicko. <laughs> I'm a sicko. Okay, and and I've you know I've I've learned a thing or two over the years of being a sicko of like in general. I know that what I'm watching on Sundays isn't exactly what's always isn't exactly what's happening behind the scenes and isn't isn't telling the whole story, you know, especially when you get wrapped up in the in how a game is covered. And a perfect example is this last weekend. Cam had a poor game. And I will say that Cam had a poor game, but there are there is so much context that isn't talked about. And then when you unravel it with the film, you see exactly what's happening and what decisions he's making on the field and why they're being made. And you you put all these pieces together and you say, there's just, there's, there are so many reasons why we're seeing the certain performance we're seeing. And it's not, and and one of those reasons isn't he can't make the throw or he's not mentally processing this correctly, or, you know, he's just, he's just, he's taking too many chances or holding on to the ball too long. It's a, conf- a confluence of factors. There are, it's happening. Sometimes he's holding on to the ball too long. You know, sometimes there's a bad read. Sometimes he's missing an open guy. Sure. Every single quarterback does that. But the, the, the main point I want to make is it's not to, it, it's not to, it's not differentiating him from the rest of the top 15 quarterbacks in the league. You guys, he's still got the skill set to be a top half of the league starter. And I, in my opinion, a ceiling, you know, higher than that to go up into the top 10. He just needs some damn help around him. I mean, cause he's the only source of offense right now that they have uh, outside of maybe a little Damian Harris. So, but I mean, that's, that's, that's the gist. And, and I will agree with that. I think like, I mean, when Demir Bird, Jacoby Myers, cute players, like I, I'd take them on my team any day. They play hard. They're fast. Uh, Myers has certainly come into his own. Yeah. Probably exceeded expectations out of everybody. Just the second year, right? When those guys are your top two options going into the week, like there's only so much you can do. Like those are guys that you want on your team as wide receiver three, wide receiver four, maybe a stretch two, maybe. Like I, Myers, maybe he gets there one day. Who knows? I do agree with that. I will, I will say that. I mean, in the way he's been able to work through this like he's not behind the scenes you know complaining and I've always said I've respected his accountability his leadership like when you look at a quarterback off the field and how they handle themselves and how they go about their business that's a perfect guy to look at like I I I was blown away the way like the way he has so much uh, I don't know charisma like with his with his interviews and just the way he goes about his business it's just like that's an elite quarterback that's how you should do it I just struggle. Like, it's just the inconsistency and you can, you can debate me. Like that's what just irks me. It's like one game. Like uh, we talked about it before the Seattle game. Like you don't necessarily want to go back to that because they're, they're secondary statistically one of the worst we've seen in like the last 15 years. It's awful, but it's like Baltimore obviously is a monsoon. He was the reason they won that game. I thought Houston, he played, he played well. That was probably one of his better games of the year. Throwing at least throwing the ball. He threw some lasers. Um, and and you, not to get off topic, but you had said, why did they get away from the run game? And I never really kind of dove into that. Um, but they certainly moved the ball, scored points, right? The defense wasn't there to kind of bail them out. And then last week, it's just like, dude, you've been playing so well last four or five weeks. And then 
you turn that over. It's just like, I don't know. And, and like we talked about, it's like quarterback play in New England. We're so used to like perfect, like Tom Brady's bad game is like a, probably a top five game around the league. It's just, I don't know. Right. I guess it's some getting used to. Well, and I think, I think the weapons, look, the weapons argument is, is legit. Okay. I do think, I do find it interesting. He doesn't have a tight end too. <laughs> well, right. And I, uh, look, right. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I don't understand why it took Julian Edelman getting hurt for Jacoby Myers to get on the field. I, I don't, I, I, I don't have an answer for that because Nikhil Harry has looked like, you know, dog doo-doo and, and he hasn't improved really at all. And so, but yet he buried Jacoby Myers on the depth chart. Makes no sense to me. I go back to 2013, which is which is arguably Brady's worst year as far as weapons are concerned. You know, maybe last year, but probably 2013. When you look at Kembrell Tompkins, an undrafted rookie, Aaron Dobson, a rookie second round pick, Edelman, and he had Gronk for six games, and Gronk was hurt the majority of the year, so his tight end was who man. He had, and he had Amendola for, for half the season, and he right. had Austin yeah. Collier and the guys like that roster. And uh, Stephen Ridley was his number one running back. Like that roster was garbage, garbage. That roster was, and they almost made it to the flipping Super Bowl. And defense so, was good. Defense the was defense solid. was good. Yeah. You're right. The, the defense was good. And yeah. so that's so you know I'll give you that. Now they weren't as good as they were the next year, of course, but they were still course, good. Yeah. And so you know, but but even still, it's like they just. I mean, that team weapons wise was an absolute joke weapons wise an absolute joke and you know and you look at brady still you know still threw for 4300 yards 25 and, and 11 so not great but still i mean still had a, had a decently productive season um you know with nothing around him and obviously cam newton isn't tom brady but i think that you know i think the weapons thing of course of course clearly you don't have enough but like they went into the season with that like they must have had some sort of plan on on July on I'm sorry on June 20th eight days before you signed Cam Newton, Jared Stidham's your starting quarterback and these are your weapons. So what the hell was your plan going into the season? Was it going to be we're going to run a quick you know a, a quick offense where guys are going to run you know quick screens and quick slants and everything else? Like I don't know, but like if that was the case, where the hell was that offense? I I just I don't get what they're doing right now, and it just doesn't seem to make sense to me. I think. I think it's very clear from from the roster building standpoint that, I mean, they were straps. They yeah, did not have. The they they did bad. Yeah, they, they did, did not, not have any maneuverability. And so, what, the moves they made, you know, grabbing Muhammad Sanu last year and signing AB and having all that, you know, that that whole deal. They tried like hell to get yeah. Brady, the weapons, you know, to to make a run last year, and they knew they had a problem. And and that's why after the bye last year, they went into super conservative mode and they didn't come out of it. And they still really haven't come out of it. And yeah, so so we knew it was going to be a, a problem coming into the year. Some of us were a little more optimistic than others, but you know, like you know, optimistic about Sanu coming back healthy and everything, and they didn't work out. He had the cap hit that they had to get rid of, and um and it's just not very good. Uh yeah. you know, you know, the, these things happen. Um, but like so we knew it wasn't going to be a great situation. So Cam Newton is the perfect guy for this offense in that sense that they need to manufacture a way to pick up first downs and keep the chains moving, right? So and that's what he's done. He's got you know damn near 50 first downs on the ground by himself this year. You know, he's got all the rushing touchdowns. He's got 
even and that's what I mean. Like when we're when you're breaking out the game, I mean you don't have the James White fourth and two touchdown if Jared Stidham is the quarterback because you don't run the option. You don't right. run the you know you don't you don't run you know you're not going to be getting yeah he can run the play action boots but like all the scrambles this year and all the hidden all the hidden production is what is part of is part of the cam stuff and so yeah he's not going to have the TD to INT ratio that you want sure. I get it. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about like the charting and stuff and the actual numbers. But like he is he is their offense. He's everything to this team right now. And he's the skill set is there, and I know it's inconsistent, but the skill set is absolutely there that if you put something around him, just a little bit, and that defense gets back to some semblance of what they were last year, you know, and a healthy medium between where they are now and last year would be nice. Um, this is a team that can contend. And and I guess you made a good point too. Um, and it, I wrote an article. I don't know if you read it, Brian. I don't know if it was grinding your gears, but I did. I did. You 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 triggered me enough, and you told me you took you gave me four warnings. So I went in, you know, like kind of peeking through my you know peeking through my fingers. No, but th- and that's my point. It's like everyone talks about Cam, right? Cam, like two to three years bridge guy till you find the next guy. You talked about it. The fourth and two, you're like you're not running that with Stidham, right? I am so I don't know. I I guess we talked about it before. I don't see them because they're not going to pick at a spot where they can get a top guy. I think Maybe. they have other areas to address and other areas where they need youth, linebacker, receiver, certainly. Um, I think their front seven, they could use a a pass rusher like to beef up that. Like, there's some areas there where they they can go early. Why can't what? Is it out of the question, basically, is what I'm asking, that they looked at this roster, they liked him, and I think, I told you, I think opinions changed on him somewhere along the line this offseason. They looked at this roster and said, we like what we see. There's a young kid here doing the right things. We put him out there this year. We ruin him. Because if Cam Newton can't succeed with this offense, I don't think 75 to 80% of the quarterbacks in the league could. I mean, look at the personnel around him. Did they look at that and say, Cam for a year. We'll see what we get. If we get, if we like him, we, we know he has some time left. Here's another contract, two to three years, like take a backseat to him, right? Or did they look at it and say, we have a chance to get him at a cheap price and a guy who can come in, try to rejuvenate his career while also another guy's developing when we have some more cap space and some more flexibility, we can add guys to make that transition a lot smoother than it would have been this offseason. That was all the point I wanted to make. I, and I, I know it's a lot of hypotheticals and, and conspiracy, whatever you want to call it. But oh, That's the good stuff. Yeah, but <laughs> I think it's it's not unrealistic, right? Like, I don't know. So, like, my opinion on it is... I'm, I'm crazy. You think I'm crazy. Well, no, I, I think... Uh, I think Bill Belichick loves Cam Newton. I do too, hundred percent. So when he became before. when he became available, and, and and the reports are that hey he's healthy and, and uh, everything's healed up, and the the agents, uh, you know, and his, Cam's team and they were able to strike a a deal. We heard Bill talking about it when when he was doing when he made these ca- uh, salary cap comments that that caught wildfire across the country. And were, oh my God, Bill's making excuses about the salary cap. And Bill said, I mean, guys, honestly, look, I mean, we paid Cam Newton seven million dollars, like Cam Newton. And so, like when when he talked about him, like using Cam Newton in that sense, I was like, okay, Bill's got a real reverence for 
for camp. I mean, and he you seemed up help. close. He waltzed yeah. right into Foxborough and, 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 and pantsed us, you know, uh, a couple of years right. ago. I mean, yeah. they lost to him in Carolina. Obviously, that's a sore point with the with the, the no mm-hmm. flag. But, like, they've seen him. They've seen him up close. And. I, I he's he's got all of the he's got all of the skill set that they want in a guy that you know that, that uh to to run the kind of offense that Bill wants Josh running uh realistically this um he like I said he can run the boot game the play action boot game um I'd like to see him run a little more damn spread but you know he he, he can do he can run any offense you want him to run um it's just uh it's just tough to run the whole damn thing I just but does Bill I... look at it and sorry, Pat. Does Bill no, look ahead, at man. it and say, right? Like you, there's no question he loves him. Like I, I've said it since day one. You hear about him talk about the media. He's backed him since day one. Like I, I always like to joke it ruffles some feathers. Like did Bill ever talk about Tom like that? Which he obviously did, but maybe not the last <laughs> right. few years. But he loves right. him. Like there's no question. But does he look at it after this year and say that Cam Newton that came into Foxborough and pantsed us and who ran all over us and was throwing Chandler Jones off him wherever it was when we were in Carolina. And I think it was what, 2012, whenever it was, is that the same guy that we still have? Like, is that, do we still have that same guy? And probably not right to an extent. I mean, obviously he's a little bit older and there's some injuries there, but can he still get that cam out of him next year enough to get him a contract and take care of him? Because they, I mean, look at his contract this year. Like he's, he should be taken care of next year regardless where he is. I don't know if he's going to be able to, uh, I, somebody's going to pay cam like he's got enough film like i know people oh you know there's no way look at his td int ratio no no there's enough film on cam right now that if he makes it out of this season healthy he's going to get money and i just don't in my opinion i just don't know if cam if if bill's going to be able to to match it or you know be able to stomach it that's my only thing um they're going to have the cap space to do whatever they want but you know uh it would have to and 25 to 30 million dollars a year like you're probably looking at a first year cap hit of i don't know maybe i'm I'm just spitballing here like you could probably make it work at like 18 20 million and then you're going to be paying for it down the road um depending on how many years it is but like you know i I don't know if if bill can want to stomach that the issue that i have with that is that are you going to compete for a championship next year and i and i just i don't think so I don't think so, and I know you think that they can win with with him. I do. Uh, I, I honestly, I honestly do think that they can win the Super Bowl with Cam Newton. Yeah, I just don't. I I don't I don't see it. I don't know. I mean, look, I'm not. I think that Cam has done the best he can in a situation. I'll tell you what, Tommy Karn, um, you know, wrote an article about Cam saying they should move on, and you know the. He has his uh, podcast, which he does with Phil Perry, who's been on the show multiple times, and and I was listening to it, and it's the points they make are fascinating, and, and I think that that's kind of where I'm at right now. Where yes, I do think that Cam is is a good, very good player, and I think that he can, you know, do. But like at the same time, he's made a lot of bad. I mean, look, you can put whatever you want on the quarterback or whatever you don't want on the quarterback. The fact is, is that. They had five chances, five, one, two, three, four, five chances in the fourth quarter to drive down and either tie the game or take the lead, and they failed all five times. And if it wasn't for a missed field goal in Arizona and a ridiculous, a ridiculous penalty on Isaiah Simmons. Makeup call. Right, right, absolutely a makeup call. You're right. Well, I don't know. Either way, regardless (laughs) of whether you think it's a makeup call or not, 
a ridiculous penalty on Isaiah Simmons and a missed 49-yard field goal by by the by arguably the worst clutch kicker in football, um, who's now done this twice uh, from 49 yards. But you know, if it's not for that, they lose yesterday. And if they lose on Sunday with Cam throwing that interception at the end of the game, I mean, and and listen, regardless, yeah, one bad game, fine, whatever. But like. We give Brady all this credit for all his fourth quarter comebacks and everything else, and how he how he can just somehow at the end of the game bring everything together and lead them down the field. And five times he had an opportunity to do it. Now he, they get the ball back. Well, time out, time out. No, so, so what you're telling me is if they they have he hasn't come through five times, but he has come through twice. So he's two for five. He's not zero for five. He's two for seven. He's done it against New York when they were down by 14 points to Joe freaking Flacco in his best game of the year. I know it's New York. I know it's New York, but Cam was lethal in that game. He was disgusting in that game. And he threw a 20 20 yard dart down the field. He was good in the first half too. He started the game with eight straight completions. He was moving the ball. They They were doing fine. They just kept stalling out because of, Really questionable play calls on yeah. like like the fourth down where uh, where, where James White fumbled, um, uh, just just McDaniel stuff that we can nitpick. But like you know that was that was I mean twenty yards. You need a completion on third and what was it third and yeah it was long. No, it was first and ten with eight seconds left, and they throw a twenty yard dart down the down the field to to Jacoby Myers. I mean the the big throw when you need it was there, and you know so we can't we can't we can't leave them all out. No, you're right. You're right. So you're right. Right. Okay. So two for seven. But again, I, I the one the one on Sunday has an asterisk to me. I mean, Buda Baker with just one of the worst decisions I've ever seen. What the hell are you doing coming off the edge? You know you have contain on the blitz, and the only thing that can possibly beat you is a run to the outside. And so you come inside right. and let him go. It's like what the hell are you doing? You're in overtime if you just stand there. Right. He could run you over. It doesn't matter. At least you slow him down. It's just like, what a horrible decision. And then you compound that with the penalty on Isaiah Simmons. And now all of a sudden you're in field goal range basically right away. I think he completed like a four-yard right. path to, to Bird, right? So, but it's just, to me, it, it's it's the crunch time moments to me. I just don't, and and honestly, and I know, you know, look, I'm not, I'm not grinding film. You guys all are. I get that. But just from the eye test, I'm watching them, and it just looks like, Everything is slow developing. Everything is slow. And and part of that might be the way it's done. It's a read option. Everything is a read. Okay, put it in its belly, see what it looks like, but but everything is slow. And so to me, if I were if I were the defensive coordinator, like if I were the defensive coordinator for the for the Chargers, I'm probably smarter than the defensive coordinator for the Chargers, to be honest with you. But if I were the defensive coordinator for the Chargers, I'd blitz on every single play. Every play. Because his his uh I think his quarterback rating against the Blitz was 18. Uh, last week, and it was sixty the week before. His quarterback rating and get you can't. I thought you couldn't get a quarterback rating under thirty six or something. I keep seeing this pop up, right? I don't know. That's, like that's an, like un- like There's always like the stat, like oh, he could have spiked it into the ground. Yeah, I know, right? Time, yeah, and it would have been lower. The you know, okay, enough with the rating. Um, but you bring up you bring up the, the interception at the end of last Sunday's game, and that's like that's a perfect microcosm of what's happening. And now I'm not taking. I'm not saying that Cam. This this is not on Cam. This, that was on cam, but here's the context around it. You're running, you're, you're running the ball. You're super conservative. They've been behind the chains all game long, all game right. long. We, we saw it. The penalty, the ticky tack penalties, just a bunch. It, it sucked. Uh, second and 14. They're out there in 
and Jumbo. It's it, they were in twenty-one personnel with with Jacob Johnson. They're in I form, and they've got Jameer Bird running a little a little hitch on the outside that is their go-to route. It's their go-to. It's it's all year long, every single game. It's Demir Bird on the backside on the hitch, right? And they they clearly that's their only when they they they're telling themselves, you know what, we need we need to grab eight nine yards here to get into third and manageable. Now that we're in second and fourteen, let's run play action. You know what, we want to make sure it's we want to make sure it's uh, it, it's out there isolated. So let's bring in the heavy personnel. Let's run it off a of play action and let's have Cam turn and let's grab eight nine yards and. Uh, uh, Kirkpatrick runs Bird's route for him and mauls him at the top, right? Just completely, just, just you know, just just tosses him out the club. And Cam is late with the ball. Whether it's inside or outside, the throw is fine. It's not the problem. I, I looked at the film, and, and most of the throws that they run with Bird like that, they like having him come back inside so that he's got the ability to go in on the inside of the field. But Kirkpatrick ran the damn route. But that is... That is the the context I'm talking about when your only play for your go-to for eight, nine yards is a backside play action curl with Demir Bird because you know because they're 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 doubling Jacoby Myers and you've got nowhere else to go with the football. That's that's your play today. Like that's that's where you need to go to and you need to force that in there. And you only throw the ball 18 times. So every time you throw it. You've compounded how important every single throw is, and every mistake is ten times more important now. That's the problem right now. That's that's the issue that 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 Cam's playing under. I mean, the thing I the thing I see, and look, and this is and this could be on the coaches. It could be, but like to me, they're terrified of him. They're terrified to put the game in his hands, throwing the ball. Now, putting the game in his hands, running the ball, they got no problem with that. But letting him drop back, I mean, listen, he's had a few games. He had, what, the the game against um, Houston, he threw it 40 times. And he threw it 35 times against the Jets because he had no choice. And he threw it 44 times against the Seahawks. But they don't want him throwing the ball. They don't want him to throw it. They want I him. Think, I think you've got the causality flipped. The, the causality is they can't run all the concepts they want to run. They, they they don't have the personnel. Nikhil Harris, they don't have, they don't have three replacement-level NFL wide receivers. They have two. They don't have Dante Moncrief is their third best wide receiver right now. That's that you can't run spread. You can't run trips. You can't run anything complex. You can't go fast. You can't do anything you want. Why not? Why not hit? I mean, look, James White has been, has been a ghost. He's not there. Like what, why is, I mean, to me, I I look at it and throw James White 10 times a game. I thought they would use him way more this year. And obviously what's what happened early in the year, maybe something that has is factored into it too, right? I, I can't even imagine what he's going through. But I thought going into the year, and I think they did a little bit with Burkhead before his injury. Yeah, a lot of it was Rex. I think Rex yeah, stepped like in too. You use him to kind of ease yourself in. You know what I mean? Like that's a guy that I thought would be his best friend because it's just it's automatic. It's It's an right. easy way to ease him in. Um, you know, McCaffrey's last year I mean, last like, year in Carolina, same thing. And yeah. obviously, McCaffrey's completely different. But like, throw the ball to the freaking back. If you don't have receivers, throw the ball to the back, and you have a guy in white that can make plays out of the backfield when he gets the ball in his hands. Like, I just I don't understand what the I don't understand. And so the problem is, yeah. and what, what I'm seeing is they if if we're talking about it, 
NFL defensive coordinators are talking about it, right? Like where, where do they want the football to go in the passing game? And it's clear. Uh, and we saw it a ton um, against the jets using a ton of the screen game, lots of the screen game uh, with Braxton, James white. Um, we saw James white used in, you know, heavily uh, on Sunday when they won it. Okay. Well, we, we dodged a bullet there with the Zanian Zalas missed field goal. All right, let's screen to white. Let's draw to white, 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 white. Uh, because it's it's the easy, simple solution. Because when when you're talking about getting downfield, there it's just not happening. Everything that is happening with this Patriots offense right now is happening in a box between the hash marks, man. And the boxes are loaded. Teams are just playing single high and and stuff and, and getting right up on top of these wide receivers. So everything the Patriots have to run, and anytime they get success, it all has to come off of play action, off of big personnel. So Ryan Damizo has to be on the field. Jacob Johnson's got to be on the field because they have to bring in those big guys to try to get mismatches and to try to get it's all about trying to get Jacoby Myers one-on-one with somebody. And when when they can do it, it works out great. But on like on Sunday, that one pass that they had, and I think it was the third quarter where it's off a of play action, Cam turns, it's that deep over route, right? right. And it's just just off the fingertips. And when you're when you're playing a game of inches like that, boom, they're punting. Next thing you know, you know, that's a huge play. And, you know, six inches closer to Jacoby, he makes that catch, and they're off and running. Um, but that's the margin of error. They have zero margin of error. And when, you, when, you're, when you're evaluating a quarterback like that, it's tough. And when you have the, the, the media who is it's clearly, you know, not everybody's getting this in-depth with it, it's tough, to, uh, it's tough to get the message out that, guys, he's not playing that bad. It's just – it's just the magnifying glass is right up close and every single every single mistake is is magnified especially when people just look at the box score stats right and and god forbid we put the damn rushing touchdowns on the passing touchdowns total gosh and and you made a good point too like and i think some of this some of his problems are due to the lack of personnel right the receivers they can't run certain things that would i think make his job a lot easier and that brings me to next year because we talked before when we were chatting before Pat got on. I think he's going to be back. I just I've kind of accepted it even to this point. And you think maybe not because he can go get a bag somewhere else, which is certainly possible. Yeah. And I think through the draft we talked about a little bit earlier, they're not going to be in a position, at least right now, to, to draft a, a Fields, a Lawrence that was crossed off at the beginning of the year. But even like a Wilson, maybe even a Mac Jones or a Trask, all these guys who we haven't really dove into yet. I think there's other areas where, like receiver, like tight end, um, that, that they'll address early on in the draft. If it's not him, wh- like where's the answer? It, can you see? And I know, like veteran quarterbacks, someone will get cut, someone will leave because of you know X, Y, Z that maybe falls in their lap, kind of like Cam this year. But that's what's so scary to me. It's like, do they have a? And they might not. Do they have a plan? Like, what is what are they doing next year if they can't get him back? Man. Uh- and like no one knows the answer, right? But like, right. what are the? I mean, like, hey, the... It, maybe it's Jared Stidham. Oh, did you just say that? Hey guys, what? <laughs> what if it's Jared Stidham? Oh, I'm, I'm, I, I'm sorry. I have called him Jared the... and Jared. He will be. He'll. It'll be interchangeable forever. It doesn't matter I how, mean, how much success he has here. Jared. Was... Jared. It's the same. It's the same thing. Regardless if he gets a chance here or not, he's already buried in some people. Like if he doesn't win three Super Bowls, he is bad. Like it's (laughs) like, yeah, 
you know what I mean? Like people are just well, any quarterback. Oh, can't no, know. You know, like I know. any I like, quarterback. I like well, to have is... reasonable expectations for Cam, but like it's like people that hate Stidham hate him, and it's like he could come in next year and do the same things Cam doing, and it'd be like, oh my god, or like even a little bit better, or take him to the playoffs and lose a game. He that kid is buried already. He like it's it's over. Yeah. It's, it's hard. I mean, it's it's hard. And look, to be the replacement for Tom Brady is that's not, what I mean. That's part right? of it too. Like it's you know, I mean, that's just that was never going to happen, and no one was ever going to be happy. With, and look what happened. Look what's happened to Jimmy G. Right? It, it's crazy because people say, "Well, the Jimmy G trade was terrible." And I'm like, "Okay, well then Jimmy G might be a free agent, so we just said, "Oh no, he stinks." Like, well, but I thought the trade was terrible. Oh, it was terrible because they had more value at the time, and so they should. And I'm like, "Well, wait, but, but he's no good." Then you traded them and you got a pretty good draft. No, yeah, but it doesn't matter. But they have, and it's like, okay, like you just can't win. You can't win, you know, with people that that want to hate on Belichick. Really, is what is what it comes down to is because they they wanted Brady. They chose Brady. Brady was their guy. Or maybe they chose Jimmy G. And they said, oh yeah, you know, oh he's struggling in in San Fran. But it's just like you know, you just you can't win. And so now people choose a side and they think Stidham stinks. Well, it doesn't he's throwing twenty three career passes? Twenty three, twenty three. He's drawing 23 bass. What, what, what the hell? What, Guys, what he stinks. He's <laughs> garbage. No, see, yeah, like, so, of course, I, I like putting the, I, I like putting the, uh, the little gas on the fire with my tweet, you know, but, um, gotta see what he has. Like, <laughs> hey, gotta see what the, gotta see what the kid can do. Um, that for me is like, that's more of a Cam tweet, but like, right. Of course, like, if Cam's not here, like, and, and I, like you said, Ryan, like, I, I could very easily see Chicago giving him the bag because I, if he's on Chicago this year, they're they're they are legitimate contenders in that division. I don't know about overall contenders, but like they they can they could make waves and keep going. But I think it's honestly like it's not crazy to me to think that next year's quarterback room may be the exact same. And it, like I don't, I think it could be Cam or Stidham is it like the realistic options right now, because like, we don't know what they're going to do with the draft. We don't know who's going to be available. Like it's not crazy to think like those are their two options going into next year. Well, the, and this is the issue, right? Right now. And, and, you know, as we, as we start to talk about the future and what's, what's coming up, I mean, I expect them to win on Sunday simply because Anthony Lynn is an absolute bonehead and oh. it's, it's Bill Belichick against Anthony Lynn. I mean, honestly, you could trot out friggin' who the hell is there? Who, who's their fourth string quarterback? Trot, trot that guy out at quarterback. And, and Cam and will have the game of his life because just run the ball. Yeah, Cam, could, Cam could Cam could play worse than he did on Sunday, and it doesn't matter because you know L.A. I guess at this point they don't know what the hell to do. They just they're so clueless. They make horrendous decisions all over the field, defensively, offensively, play calling. It's it's a joke. And so you know you look at that and say. Belichick against that guy? Are you kidding me? There's no chance he loses that game. And, you know, almost zero first and second year quarterbacks have had success against against Belichick, except for Kaepernick, which was like a complete different, you know, game plan and scheme than he had seen before. And he struggled with it against Lamar, too, when, when they played Lamar his second year, too. But, you know, the, the interesting thing for me is that if you win Sunday, which I expect them to, what if you beat the Rams? What if what if he beat the Rams? I mean, Sean McVay pooped his pants the last time he played the Patriots. What if he beat the Rams? Now you're now you're seven and six. Now you're and now around. and now you're in the playoffs. And you so the now tiebreaker like, over Miami, you get you control your own destiny there. And you get it over Baltimore, and you got it over um, who's the other team they have it over too? Vegas. Um, Vegas, right? So you got it over all three of those teams. Obviously, you have to beat Miami, but like, but if you you finish ten and six or even nine and seven, 
And it's like, okay, we got a chance to get in the playoffs. And now you're talking about. So I think it's like a 13% chance uh, is what 538 has it at right now. That's like yeah. a one in six, one in right. six. That's Which a roll of the to... dice, gentlemen. I know. And you, you really honestly have to win. To me, you have to win the next two, <laughs> the next two games. You have to win. The... That's all he's got. Hey, that's all I got, man. He keeps doing the dice. <laughs> doing the dice got. thing too much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, to me, you start winning some games and it's like, oh my goodness. Now, the whole Stidham thing for me, what I find interesting is that what if you, what if somehow you lose the next two games and you end up now you're five and eight? I don't, and think now it's like, sure. I, I just, I don't, I don't see it. You know as what I mean? So I, I don't know. I mean, that's, I'm just saying, season's over. Cam's already injured, you know, quote unquote, right? Sitting out, mi- missing days and this and that and so on and so forth, right? So, like, hey, Stenham's running with the ones right now, Brian. I mean, so that's what I'm saying. So, I don't know. So, are they setting up something where they have an ability to say, hey, Cam is hurt, throw him on IR, he's not getting bent. You know what I mean? Like, something so, stupid like that. I mean, you know, if they when, were going to do that, it would be, they would, I mean, relatively speak, like, that's probably what they would do. But I just, I don't think it ever gets to a point. Like, he's been their quarterback the whole year. I can't, I can't see it happening. I, I just, I like as much as I'd like to, Brian would kill me, but <laughs> like, I just, I, I, I can't. And again, I'm not saying they have a better chance of winning. For 12 weeks and no, all, and this is the thing, right? He's let, me down. he's let me down. Right. And I think they have, they have the best chance of winning with Cam a quarterback. I think that that's undeniable right now. And of course, I mean, we assume that Stidham isn't that good because that's what we've seen from Stidham on the field. And that's what the coaches have seen. But again, you know, let's go off coaching decisions. But then Jacoby Myers was benched for Nikhil Harry. How much sense does that make? Like, what are we doing there? You know what I mean? Mike Onwenu wasn't starting at the beginning of the year. Why? So, like, you well, know, I think so- like the, the Nikhil Harry, like Myers stuff, like, I think that's strictly just a positional thing. Like, they, they can't, they can't have. They can't have Jacoby Myers out there running out of the X. He's just he's not fast enough. That's why they have Demir Bird out there. That's why they like Philip Dorsett out there, you know, because like you want a guy that's got some speed on the back end and the backside that can go deep and has a, at least a semblance of a threat of a go, um, you know, that he can take it over the top. Uh, I think he's only hit like one deep ball to, to Bird this year, but they've tried a few and 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 again, it's all bird on the on the deep, like the right. the, the go the go and, and hitch the, the comeback. It's it's the go. It's like the their go to man. It's like he fakes he fakes inside, fakes the fly, and then hitches back and hits the comeback every time. But and I, and I just don't think Myers has that that speed that they no, want. No, maybe out not. There. So maybe you're right. It's just it just seems it's a bizarre set of circumstances for me. And I don't know what the hell they're doing. I mean, I just don't. It's it's very confusing, and I know that they're rebuilding, and I'm excited about some of the pieces that they have. I am really excited about yeah. some of the pieces they have. I think they have maybe the best offensive line in football, if not if not the best, certainly top five. And you know they have a lot of good young pieces on defense. I think, and it's just it's the skill positions on 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 offense that you're just like they don't have a talented wide receiver. You haven't seen any of the tight ends like, and when they were there, Cam wouldn't throw to them even if they were wide open. And so you're like, what the hell? Like, you know, <laughs> you should have a game plan where it's like, I want to see Devin Asi on the field. I want to see over the next five weeks, 100% of the snaps needs to have either Devin Asiasi or Dalton Keene or both. Ryan, on the Ryan said that too. Yeah, they should. I mean, I mean there's no reason yeah. why not. They can't possibly be worse than Ryanism. They cannot. It is not possible. I, I can't tell you how many damn plays. I have seen get blown up from this offense this year. 
I've been charting. I, I was telling Ryan, I've been charting every cam throw. I've been going back just like I did last year with Brady. I'm using that same process with the cam throws. And so I've gone over every, every passing play so far this year. Better than Brady. Well, I have the numbers for you. Hold on. <laughs> this is a Ryan Izzo topic. Uh, I, it has to be 10, like 10 massive game, like drive changing plays that he's made. Like, or, or I'm sorry, failed to make. Failed to make, right. Every, it's it's every time there's a disaster taking place, somewhere around that disaster or right in the middle of it is a Ryan Izzo missed assignment or a Ryan Izzo getting absolutely just like incinerated by a defensive end. Or It's bad, man. It's bad. Well, that's why, I mean, just send that guy, shoot him into the friggin' sun at this point. It's like, <laughs> come on, like, stop it, you know? Uh, Ryan, I'm so. sure he's a nice guy. But, well, I'm know. sure he is. You know, nice guy. Went to Harvard, didn't he? Right? Florida guy. State. Oh, Florida State. Florida the, State. the actual. The, He's the, not the, even the, smart the, then. God damn Commonly it. known as the Florida, the Florida's Harvard. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. They talk about it a lot. Oh, all right. Let's let's get off the let's get off the cam city. Unless you got something else, Spags. I don't want to I don't want to rain on your parade no, here. No, I, right, I, so. I wanted to like just Brian's quick thoughts on on next year, like what the are they in danger zone because they don't have a quarterback plan. Well, yeah, like if you don't bring Cam back, in my opinion, if you don't bring Cam back, you, you are in the danger zone. And like, I also have, I also fear like the expectations of the fan base. It's for either guy. Don't just want a competent quarterback. People want an elite quarterback. There are people in my mentions saying they have to have a plan to get an elite quarterback in the building as soon as possible. That's what every effing team in the history of football has told themselves every offseason. Do we have an elite quarterback? No. How do we get one? Okay, here's what we do. You draft and develop a guy. You go out and you go out and sign a guy. You're, there are five elite quarterbacks on the planet, right? Like, you want a guy that you know you can win with and you know is serviceable and, and like has a ceiling that like if, if things click, you can take it, you could take it the distance with. And that's, that's what Cam is. He's got a ceiling. He just needs, he, he just needs some pieces around him and they can, I mean, if, if you had, if you drafted Justin Jefferson and you have Cam Newton, I'm telling oh, you it's worth, it's probably worth a win and a half, you know, yeah. by itself, you know, having, having a guy like that, you know, being able to, to take the top off and just be a go-to guy, but you know, they just, just don't have it. Is what it I mean, is. Her cousins can make him look good. Like Jesus Christ, you know. Man, hey guys, you know what? It's time to start giving Kirk uh, Kirk a little credit. I think because he's like his numbers are, like, are sick. through the roof. Yeah, he's no, been, I, he's I, been I, really good, man. Yeah. But how how about that? A supporting cast, isn't that nice? Well, isn't that nice last year? I mean, look what Diggs has done oh, for no, Josh. That's, that's what I mean. I mean, he, he's he's. When you have a you have a, a stable of guys around Kyle, you like Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen and Kyle Rudolph and Dalvin right. Cook and like they're constantly, you know, look at Ben Roethlisberger's stable of wide receivers. Juju Smith Schuster is their wide receiver three, which is insane. I mean, like I, like James Washington would is their wide receiver four. He might he might be the best wide receiver on the Patriots. What I don't what I don't get about that system, and, and we've talked about this on the show before, like it has to be their system. It has to be. Because you can't, it's not possible to hit on every single pick. You can't. You can't hit on every single one of them. They haven't missed one guy. Every single guy that they bring into the building as a wide receiver is good. Every single one of them. Yeah. I, and I know, listen, talent evaluation, sure. 
I'm, guys are good at talent evaluation. Great. That's awesome. Patriots are good, pretty good at talent evaluation, too. No one hits 100. No one bats 1,000. Nobody. But the Steelers bat 1,000 with their freaking wide receivers, and it's got to be their system and not the play. It has to be. There's no other yeah. explanation. The only guy they haven't hit on, I think, was like Sammy Coates. Right. <laughs> That's You're right. It's about, it's about it. Oh, and yeah, Mark Davis Bryant kind of did it to himself. Right. Yeah, he was he was really good too when he played. He was, he was, a, he was like ridiculous. eleven touchdowns one year. Yeah, yeah he was and there there are a couple of guys sprinkled here and there, but like yeah, yeah. I mean they 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 know what they want. They know the kind of guys they want to go after. I mean like a guy like Deontay Johnson. Like you, you mentioned well, a guy like that in this offense. He had, more, he had more snaps at tight end at Notre Dame than wide receiver. Chase Claypool. Yeah, like, top three rookie sick. wide receiver right now. Like he played more snaps in college at tight end. He was listed at the combine as a tight end wide receiver, and people saw him around the forty and went, "Uh, this guy can probably play on the outside." <laughs> yeah, it's it's like their ability to go out and say, "Hey, here's our scheme. Here's what we want to do. Here's the kind of guy that we want to get," and they they identify it and they're able to like immediately put that to use. And yeah, it's just it's something that we don't see in New England very often. We just don't. And uh, and it's a conversation we've had for years. Like guys, Tom Brady masked a lot of issues like when you have a Tom Brady you don't have to you don't have to worry about so many things and now we have to worry about the things that regular teams have to worry about all the time like my my fear to get back to it Ryan is like if they don't bring Cam Newton back then you're in like like Lions pre-Matt Stafford territory where you're bringing in like John Kitnas and like and and I've watched all my buddies mentally deteriorate, you know, and then like, and then throw everything they have into Matt Stafford for a generation. And then like, now it's they're where they're at. And so like to watch like the cycle of guys, you know, keep coming in like, in, or like in Chicago, you run, you run the risk of that. If you don't covet the, the, the guy that you have in the building right now that can get it done for you. I agree with you. That, that, that makes sense. hundred yeah. percent. I do. I do agree with you. I'm interested to see. I still think, I still think Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback of the Patriots next year. That's what I still believe. <laughs> He's certainly not going back to San Francisco. You guys are gonna have to bring Ryan. You guys bring Ryan Kieran on to talk about that when you guys can talk a little Jimmy G, Nick <laughs> Mullins, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, yeah. Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins has done just as good as Jimmy G, and I, I'm I will readily admit that Bill Belichick has a hard on for Jimmy G. He's always loved him, and so like I think he's gonna bring him in. He says, "Hey, you can run my system." He'll be here for cheap money because now he sucked in San Francisco this past year. And people look at what Nick Mullins is doing. And they say, well, like quarterbacks in the market, though, is like, like I said, they're Brian before Teddy Bridgewater got twenty four million dollars a year. I know he stepped in and played. Nice, no, nice. no, he didn't. He got three for thirty three, didn't he? He got eleven million dollars no, a year. It's, it's thirty three like, guaranteed. He got like three for sixty four. Yeah, that's oh, the like yeah. And three for sixty eight. I mean, something had, like that. Like love the guy, great story. Obviously, with his knee and everything coming back, and he's played well. I thought he's, he's played pretty well, he's yeah. A football player. Like I, I love watching him play. No disrespect to him, but like, look what he got, right? Like right. he also really with Cam that that and that relates to Cam, that relates to Jimmy, that relates to Matt Stafford or whatever, whoever's available in free agency, right? Like yeah. So we'll see. I, I don't know. I just I just came across something pretty interesting here, Pat. So you brought up the 2013 Patriots. Yeah. Weapons. Okay. Yeah. And like Tom Brady, like still got the job done. So, you know, I'm big into the analytics stuff. I think we need better stats that tell, you know, that bring in more context on what, what's actually going on. We need more efficiency stats. Um, so I'm big on these regression, you know, charts that, uh, that have, you know, 
completion percentage above expectation with the next gen stats. Oh, by the way, do you make them or do you uh, RB are it's it's runningbacksdon'tmatter.com. RBSDM.com. Ben Baldwin from the the athletic, the big analytics guy. Um him and a, a buddy made this website and it's like all available. It's it's an incredible resource. Um hmm. So they do basically the best they the, the best composite metric they've come up with so far for to 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 show individual quarterback performance to the best they can um, is this index of completion percentage above expectation, which takes in the the formula from next gen stats and the chips in their you know in their shoulder pads and all that stuff and uh, and EPA. So team, you know, expected points added uh, offensive for, for just for dropbacks. And they have a, spe- a specific formula where they, they like include fumbles. Uh, you know, they take away the EPA from fumbles when a receiver fumbles it or something, you know, because you don't want your quarterback hurt for, right. you know, somebody right. else fumbling. Makes sense. All these little things, little tweaks. And then you can tweak the win, the win probability so you can take the garbage timeout. So I did a, I did win percentage, uh, win probability between 10 and 90 percent. And. In 2013, Tom Brady was 17th in the league in this index at .086. This year, Cam Newton is, I think he's overall, if you take in the whole year, uh, is like 25th at 0.80. Practically the same damn, like it's it's the same. Right. It's 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 basically Cam Newton is putting up Tom Brady like efficiency. Right. But I mean, you're not yeah. seeing it. You're not seeing it in the touchdown numbers in the in the it's cuz it's a per it's an efficiency stat. And you're also not seeing Cam's rushing in here either. You're only seeing scrambles. Does the efficiency change based on like I feel like it's so much easier to throw the ball now than even it was 7 years ago. Like I don't know, does so that you change? Can see it, yeah. It it certainly has like yeah, the, uh, the the overall answer is yes. How much in this specific example, right. I wouldn't be able to tell you. But like you can no, see, like like so, like point zero eight is has gone from you know seventeenth to twenty fifth. Right. You know, right. Yeah. yeah. Because teams are yeah, teams are throwing the ball like crazy now. Th- teams are geared up for for this stuff. But I just thought I just thought that was uh, interesting. No, I that, like I said, and that also the doesn't math, take into the account math uh, coming out. Yeah, it doesn't take into account Cam's uh, Cam's running, but it does take into account his scrambles. So anytime there's a scramble, so it's EPA per drop back. Got it. But right. interesting. And but EPA, it's it's important that people understand that EPA is a team based stat. So EPA is just like points or yards. It's it's team based. It takes the whole team to get you know right. to, to 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 create the Which play. Right. But um, but that's why they do it on the regression chart with the CPOE. To try to to try to show the relationship between the quarterback's accuracy above expectation to the team's output, and that's, that's so what's friend? It just it can't it's, it should be <laughs> cammoot.com, right? No. But you see, like you see Cam up in this like upper right quadrant since week. I, eight. I look at them all the time on Twitter. And yeah. like, for the most times, I understand what they're saying. Not to like to you like when you explain it, it right. obviously makes a lot more sense but i do understand it to an extent like me and pat talked about it a few times um and i do agree with that stuff sometimes like the the analytics i, I have to i'm not i need some math help pat but. Uh, and, uh, i'm not a math guy either i just <laughs> i just know like my, my my thought is like people that are smarter than me know what they're doing and like yes economists know that stats can lie like like like, like, like really smart people come up with this stuff you know like right 
It's not like well, I mean, some like, you know, and of course it's not going to tell you everything about every play. Like that's not what stats can do. We don't, we, we, we know they can't do that, but like it's better than yards. Right. Right. It's better than touchdown and interception ratio. I mean, all those things, like it's just not like, that's not a, a representation of what's going on, but. And the Anyways. last thing I'll say about it is that upper right quadrant that Cam's been in over the last five weeks, he's still in it after last week, even. All the all the supporting casts of all the guys in that upper right quadrant Paul are Wilson, right? exactly are, are absurdly better. Yeah, yeah, everybody. Kyler. I mean, uh, Kyler's up there. I know J- uh, Justin Herbert's up there. Um, I don't have Good it up job, in front of me now. And then uh, T- Teddy Bridgewater was up there. Um, but the higher they are on the chart. Uh, is is more indicative of how good their supporting cast is. The farther to the right is how how much the quarterback is impacting that. Right. Um, right. So if you're up and above the line onto the right, that's that's good. But uh, it's just it's it's pretty crazy to see the supporting cast Cam has and that kind of efficiency, which uh, which is pretty cool. Right. Yeah, it's interesting. So, anyways, I, I'm I'm excited about you know beyond. I know we wanted to talk about Duggar a little bit, and I had this I had this write up that we did. So yeah. we were talking, we were just chatting about this before the before the season. Obviously, we're impressed with what Kyle Duggar can do. Duggar, um, you know, is a kid who struggles struggles with with the and Belichick had some great things to say. You know, talking about he's like, ah, oh, no offense to the guys that he played against uh, Lenore Ryan, but like he's tackling different guys now. You know what I mean? Like it's just <laughs> kind of funny, you know. And so he's just you know t- talking the way Belichick normally talks. But what's really interesting to me is that. We do a thing, you know, for those of you that, that didn't listen during the offseason, we do a thing, uh, Spags and I, every week we break down a different a different um, uh, position, okay? And so week one, week one, we decided we went at, at, for safety. And so, you know, Spags did Brandon Jones, Xavier McKinney, and, and Winfield Jr. So three, uh, Jones, I'm not even sure where Jones went. but Stud, by the way, Antoine Winfield Jr. Oh, Winfield's Stud. nasty. Yeah. Um, really and good. then... And then I did Kayvon Wallace, who's my my little whoopie, uh in in uh, friggin' Philadelphia. I still love that kid. Grant Delpit, who tore his Achilles and is out. And I did Kyle Duggar. And so I, you know, I watched about ten minutes of film on Kyle Duggar. And so this is my this is my little write up on on Duggar, which I thought was interesting. Uh, and I forget was it Thor? I forget who he even had on the show. And and he was like, "You're way off on this," which I thought was interesting. So, but anyways, so I I said I wrote athlete in all caps i said obviously played against a lower level of competition but man does he show some real potential could start off at linebacker but has the length and athleticism to play at the back end interesting prospect who if molded right could be a very good defender you see what you want to see with with tape from a small school kid which is him dominating the competition he said he said before he thought he was confident he could run a four three at the combine if he does if he does that can make things awfully interesting he ended up running a four four nine at the combine but still pretty damn fast but like that was my little, that was just my little write up on Duggar. And I remember the guy, I, I was like, oh, you know, maybe like a third, fourth round pick. And the guy that we had on, I forget who it was, to be honest with you, was like third, fourth round pick. He's like, this kid's going in the first, second round, like guaranteed, like just, just the things he brings. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, you know, and I know you said, Brian, that you killed the pick of originally when they, and look, everyone did. Oh, and yeah. I had, I had just done, I had done research on the kid. So I was like, oh, hey, I know that guy. I like that guy, you <laughs> yeah. know, but, but it was like, people are like, Lenore, Ryan, what are you nuts? You know? And yeah. he just, and like Belichick just, he's missed on so many picks, so many second round picks, you know, wide receivers, skill position players, really skill position players, you know, and I mean, Ron Brace is another one, but like RIP, but like, you know, 
the, those second round picks for whatever reason he's just missed on like almost all of them and and this one just seems like a hit man this kid really is, so, like since jamie collins right like yeah really i mean that's what 20 2013 was jamie collins rookie yeah. year i mean like i mean that's just like since then my problem with the pick at the time was man like yeah i i, I saw that the kid you know i've seen nothing but good things about kyle duggar he looks like in 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 his uh i believe he was blowing up the senior bowl what wasn't it i saw yeah. everybody freaking out about him at the senior bowl. right i was like okay you know like that's like, you know, like smarter yeah like smarter people than myself like no this this kid's gonna be good that's that's awesome great an effing safety like we have 42 safeties on the team like you know like is it, it's really right. he's good enough to like Terrence, Terrence brooks can't fill in like they need skill position guys so bad um and yeah and, and so you know I, I absolutely dog the pick and now the guy is like he's like a missile like i call I him no, and it's no disrespect to him but like poor man's Jamal Adams because he struggles a little bit in coverage, but can play in the box. Gets down, he's a physical athlete. I mean, he's no Jamal Adams. I think he's gonna. I I mean, watching him, like I watched him a little bit a couple weeks ago. Like, it really just paid attention to him, and everything's there. Like, he's gonna be, he's gonna be able to. He's gonna be well rounded. Well, and what's interesting about this year's draft, and we went through it, you know, right after the draft, we went through it, and I said at the time, I remembered, like, you know, Belichick is famous for taking chances on guys right but typically when he takes a chance on a guy when other people don't have him as high or when people question the pick it's for a guy like friggin jordan richards whose nickname is coach because he knows all the players he knows he knows what every single player needs to do on every single play and it's like that's great he just can't play football you know like it's just not okay he could coach but he's just he's just not good right so it's like he would typically take a chance on a guy like that that's very cerebral and knows everything and i can get him to play the way i want him to play because he'll be fine you know, Jerron Harmon's a good example of that, of a guy that panned out, super smart, did exactly what the Patriots wanted him to do, and played really well here for a long time. And I thought was one of the most underrated pieces on, on the Patriots defense for years. But either way, but this year, he took a chance on Duggar, and that's paid off. What he realized, and what I think, I think that the, uh, my argument is that I think the Nikhil Harry pick led to the Kyle Duggar pick. Because the Nikhil Harry pick was, well, he's a big, strong, physical receiver. He's not that fast, but that's okay. And then you get to the NFL in 2019, and you're like, oh, my God, speed is everything. Holy crap, we need to have a lot of fast, athletic guys. So what do you do? You go out and draft Kyle Duggar, who's a fast, athletic safety. You go out and draft Josh Uche, who has ridiculous athleticism for an outside linebacker. You go out and draft, like, all of a sudden, now you're dra- the, the two highest picks in your draft are guys that are athletic freaks they're going to go out and be able to play defense for you and take away. Look what Duggar's done the last few weeks. He's been able to take away the running quarterbacks. That's the most important part. You know, he shut down. I mean, obviously not just him, but like he helped shut down Lamar Jackson and Kyle Baltimore. Like I think that's like the he was like the fourth highest ranked safety then in the entire league that week. Like he was insane. Right, and so we talk about we we talk about like core, like this young core of this roster now, like. Okay. Talking about the defensive well, side of the ball. Hopefully, why we'll not, guys? The 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 best pound for pound, the best athlete. It might be might be Uche, but like Chase Winovich's combine blew everybody yeah. away. Yeah. Like he was like, and you see it. You see you see why. I mean, sideline to sideline, the guy. You know, he's got the hustle, but like he's got the motor behind it. He he can move. 
Right. You got Wino, Uche, and Duggar is going to be your core um, moving forward for a while. And then, and then obviously know, JC Jackson. Oh yeah, he's he's not bad either, right? Right. I'll yeah. More Williams fans out too. I, I find it interesting he can't find it because I think Jason McCourty's play has certainly dipped. Um, I f- it might just be one of those tweener guys, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's just Jason Williams might end up as a safety. You know what I mean? He might end up as like a safety. Yeah, who- he played a little bit in that role uh, week one. I, he did a great job yeah. on Gasicki that he played like. Right. 70% of snaps, and that was it. Then, like, kind of Duggar kind of took that role a little bit. Um, interesting to see what they do with Chung um, and, and how they get him back if he comes back, I guess. I know he signed that extension, but he has left him. He signs an extension every six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> no, every, yeah. 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 <laughs> so we'll there's see. Some, but some kind of tweet going on every every month with a guy's contract. And there's, but there's talent going forward. And I think that that's, that's something that we can't lose sight of that there's talent moving forward. You got to, obviously, you got concerns. You got to wrap, you got to uh, lock up Adam Butler. You got to lock up guys like that. Lawrence Guy, I believe, is still under contract next year. So, like, he's a guy that, you know, is a, really important to this defense. So, you know, you have guys. I think they have decent talent. Of course, Wise is a free agent. Rivers, who is irrelevant again, is a free agent. So, like, those guys are going to be out. Like, those are movable pieces. Fine. But, like, you know, you have guys you have to take care of. You have to get better and more athletic at linebacker. I think you took a step with Uche. And if Winovich is outside line, I don't know if Winovich is actually an outside linebacker or DN. Either way. We'll see with him, yeah. You know, you need- I think I think you can have your your – it, it, it really, I mean, between Uche and, and Wino, you've got your Van Noy type of guy there. Like, you know, the guy right. that's going to be able to be multiple and be stand, he can stand up, he can play edge. I mean, Wino, we even see with his hand on the ground, but like, and every team's got their core, their young core, you know, obviously, but you could see, you, you could see what the idea is with, yeah. with this team. And like a guy like Larry Guy, I can see them bring him back. I mean, when they signed him, it was like four years, 20 million. And it was like later on in free agency, he was he was not a guy, you know. As a you know, he's been he had been on a couple teams prior. Was like, and, he's still a free agent. Like wow, right. what a sign! Yeah, when they, and uh, so, yeah, they bring him in. But like I can still see, you know, the, the nice thing about their financial flexibility now is that they can bring a guy back like Larry Guy, who you know they don't want to let him go. I mean, Danny Shelton left for like eight million over two years. Um, they they can't afford to to go completely young at uh, at the early down run stopper you know so if, if Larry Guy is going to want you know another three years sixteen seventeen eighteen million I I could see them easily doing it because they've got Definitely. the flexibility to do it right yeah so it's interesting so we'll see defensively I think they're going to be good next year I think they're going to be good and the question is where do you and this is we talked about this. I don't know when we talked about this, to be honest with you. I was talking about this with someone like, if you do end up in that top 15, well, what happens, right? If a guy drops to you, because not everyone in the top 15 is going to be drafting a quarterback now. Remember that. So if someone drops to you, then you have, then you have the choice. You have to make the choice, right? You either have to do, you know, what uh, some teams have done and make the pick, or you can make the decision to trade back and get, the you know trade back to twenty something, get a number one pick there, get a number one pick in twenty twenty two or yeah twenty twenty two like you know, and so those those are the decisions that's going to have to make, and it's going to be interesting if you make the playoffs. That's not going to happen. You're not going to have that ability anymore unless you're going to trade up and do it. I don't ever see Belichick, especially you heard him talking about Herbert this weekend about how you know the first year quarterbacks struggle so much and they really have a hard time and blah blah, blah and this and that and so on and so forth. 
I don't ever see him trading up for for a quarterback ever, no matter who it is. I, I just I don't see him ever doing that. Um, and so you know, if he's there and the guy drops to him, maybe. But as far as giving up a ton of assets to go get a guy, I, I just I can't. You know, it's funny because we ever we, we just we just don't know, right? Because right. I mean, twenty years, same well, right. guy, right? It's funny, a guy yeah. that uh, everybody's like the guy already this year. It was like Devin Funches a few years ago. Everybody, oh, Patriots are going. You know, they're going to draft Devin Funches, perfect, perfect guy for that offense. <sighs> yeah, Irv Smith. You know, like all these yep. guys. Um, that guy's Kyle Pitts is here. Kyle Pitts. Right? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought you were saying free agency wise. I would love Curtis Samuel here. Uh, oh yeah, I can see him working. Yeah, like you know, a gadget player. Kyle but Pitts, like, give like, me, give me the Tennessee well, I Titans. Watched, I watched him Saturday versus who they play. Who was it? Oh, God. Whatever. He missed a lot. He got smoked over the middle versus Georgia a few weeks ago. Missed like three games. Comes in four touchdowns. Just like has yeah. <laughs> size and speed to be corners and, and just is way right. too fast athletic for linebackers. One-on-one, like just line is he's so good. I can't. But the problem is, that, like, but that, that's that not, good. that's not what you need. That's not what you, I mean, Aussie, Aussie, like who knows? We'll see. Like maybe he yeah, sucks. Maybe he doesn't. But like, you don't need a tight end. You just don't because that's not enough for you. So you know, you have to have a guy that can win on the outside. So good in the receiving game. Like you can place him any, like, I don't know. I could see it. But, know, yeah, you know, I mean, realistically, if they're in the mid teens, I, I could see Belichick right. going corner. I, I could see him <laughs> going, I, I honestly just go corner and like yeah. just have 800 corners. But you know, like with, I mean, we're realistically, we, 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 we think they have all this depth, but they really don't like long term. Right. Um, and it's a pretty good draft for especially for when DBs. they trade, especially when they trade uh, Stephon Gilmore this offseason. But you know, we'll see, we'll see about that. Yeah, I, think that's I don't know. Happens, we'll see. But, um, we'll see. Oh, so, I got anyways. one one uh, do more point to make about the Cam Newton. Thing. Oh boy, I still have I still have thirty throws left to chart. Okay, um, but so far with thirty throws left, that's I basically have the second half of the Ravens game. And like the the last three quarters of the uh, Houston game, so there's a lot of a lot of good and bad in that last, the second half of Houston game. Yeah. Um, on target percentage for Tom Brady last year, I had charted. This is rough estimate here at twenty point seven, or excuse me, seventy two percent. So far this year for Cam, I've got seventy five point two percent. On target percentage, that's right. not perfect throw percentage. I don't have that out yet, but so does that does that get rid of the throwaways that Brady did? Uh, that if it's got a if it the way I categorize it, it wouldn't be in the data set. It would be under throwaway. So like of non throwaway throws, got it. Okay, um, throws good. that were intended for receivers. Um, and not just chucked into the ground. I also do if it's chucked into the ground at a at a screen or wide, you know, running back's feet right, on right, right. or something. I, oh, I, I that's you. a throwaway. Um, that's the beauty of being able to, you know, when you chart, you can make, you know, make it the way you want it. Um, yeah, three percent edge for Cam so far. You know, we'll see. I'll have I'll have a whole report with a bunch of numbers and like yeah, the air yards video or something like that. That'd be cool. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to probably cuz I'm doing a lot of the video on on the past pulpit this year and uh yeah. on the on for Twitter and everything. So I'm going to be putting a lot of this together, but All it's right, just rapid, the the context that we don't see. Bob 9296 
that it's gonna <laughs> oh, be like, you don't know what you're watching, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm literally just these, watching the plays. 2.8% throws then. Let me see them. Listen, so yeah. ra- rapid fire. Rapid fire for you, Brian. Uh-oh. Cam Newton or Sam Darnold? Cam Newton. Oh, God. Cam Newton. Cam Newton or Baker Mayfield? Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Cam Newton or Teddy Bridgewater? Cam, Cam Newton. Newton. Cam Newton or Jared Goff? Cam Newton. Cam Newton or Matt Stafford? Matt Stafford. Cam Newton. It's a wash. <laughs> it's a wash. Just, like, like I, I mean, Matt Stafford hasn't, hasn't played well this year, but, you know. If I'm he, curious. It's interesting to me. Right, right. That's why. What do you no. say? <laughs> I'm kidding. He made a comment about SEC and all that. I was just joking uh, about him before. No, uh, listen. Donald's a guy. Donald's an interesting guy for me because he has looked really, 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 really bad. No, I know. But I'm just saying, he, as bad as he's looked, how the hell do you know? How do you know we Adam Gaze is his freaking head coach? I mean, for God's sake, that's free from Adam Gaze to like succeed. So right. look at Ryan Daniel. It's insane. And so that so like I don't know. So yes, he's looked really bad and he looks like he sucks. But then again, he looked like he should have been the number one pick in the draft. Like my age. He's literally like a two weeks older than me, too. So right. So that so Donald's an interesting one to me. They're not going to trade him here, obviously, but it's just interesting. That's an interesting one to me where it's he's so young. Saints, Indy, Pittsburgh. I mean, that's, right, and so that's the thing. So, you know, I don't know. We'll see. But I just I, I found that so fascinating. I'm taking Cam. I tweeted about it yesterday during that. Apparently, there's a football game on in the middle of the afternoon. Um, I, I, like, I'm taking Cam over Ben Roethlisberger. Like, Ben. Yeah, yeah me too. He's terrible. And it's it's all you know when you adjust for who he's able to throw to, like I'm taking Cam over a lot, like a lot of guys, you guys, right? Like, the way he's played, and it's not just like, again, I'm not some huge Cam slappy before this year. Like I was not like like a huge Cam guy until they got him. I was like, great, that's going to bring him from a six and ten team to an eight and eight team. Like that's something. That's something. So you and, think they were six and ten with him then? No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he said it on the podcast before. He talked about like it. six and ten with like a two, like a four win floor and an eight win ceiling. If it, if it explodes, oh, I agree. And it's like it's any it's not bad. I mean, six wins. It's good. <laughs> for, for, for those weapons, six wins. I'll take. I would take well, that. Yeah. He's yeah. giving himself another year here with six wins with that roster. You know, what? it's interesting you bring up Matt Stafford too. Like, man. It's another guy like all of the problems that everybody says Cam has, Matt Stafford has. Like they have the same, they're the same guy. They really are. It's Cam's just more like he's a little bit more athletic. And like it's, I would just, it would just be interesting to see if the roles were reversed and 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 Stafford was the guy that got brought in this year instead of Cam. And like you were able like to look back and be able to juxtapose both of them and see like watch them both compete at the same level and be be generally the same guy how they would be received because I really feel like Cam has got the same people talk about the same problems with Cam that they've been talking about since he was coming out of Auburn. Like it's the guy can't shake these stupid freaking narratives that, you know, yeah, he's not as consistent as Tom Brady, but that doesn't mean he can't mentally process things. Like he's not not an idiot. You guys, like he's, he's a, he's a a one point a one time an elite NFL quarterback. And now is, working to get back there and still showing signs that he can be there at some point. Like it's not out of the realm of possibility. He's healthy right. somewhat. Yeah. So oh. we'll see. 
We'll see. Should be interesting fun of a fun end of the year. Uh and I mean we get together. It is. Yeah, it is fun. I mean, we went we went deep down the rabbit hole. I mean, if you're still with us right now, man, you deserve like a medal. Like tweet at us, you know, <laughs> that it that that you made it all the way through because I hey, mean Brian, you deserve please, something. You know. Get out of mine and get a Brian. Yeah, jump in my mentions and battle, you know, Jim Bob forty six sixty nine. You know. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. All right, Brian. Well, listen, before you leave, you know, I mean, everyone should know where you are, but you know, give yourself a little shout out. Where where can they uh, read you, see you, hear you, everything else? Guys, at uh at B Phillips underscore S B on Twitter. Come join the party. It's fun. Um <laughs> no, just anything you guys see, uh Generally, anything you guys see on Instagram at pats.pulpit or uh, or on um, on the uh, at Pat's Pulpit's uh, Twitter handle, uh, anything video related, that's what I'm putting out right now. Not doing so much writing these days, but keep your eyes peeled for uh, for post uh, post game uh, cam film threads that really get the get the party rip roaring. Love it, it's gone. Love it, love it. All right, Brian. Well, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. What I mean, listen. Maybe we'll have you on by the end of the season, but certainly in the off season when they got to make some of these decisions, yeah, we have to. It'd be a Definitely. good time to check back in, you know. Yeah, for sure. 